In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. What a curious interaction. Jesus, a Jewish man, speaks with a Samaritan woman, something that's unusual on both counts. But then Jesus' response to the woman is more peculiar. After asking her for some water, he says to her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is that is saying to you, Give me a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. And Jesus also says of the water in the well, Everyone who drinks of this water will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks of the water that I will give him will never be thirsty again. The water that I will give him will become in him a spring of water, welling up to eternal life. And in John chapter 7, Jesus also promises this, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. So if you are thirsty, Jesus says, come to him. That is beautiful, inviting, and perhaps a bit odd. He promised a living water, a kind of water that will, never make, you, will make you never thirsty again. And yet here on the cross, nearing his last breath, he cries out in need of drink, I thirst. Behold, the well of living water, the font of water for eternal life. Behold, the very rock in the wilderness who poured forth water to his thirsting, complaining people. Behold, the one who created rivers and rain, springs and ocean. Behold, the one who thirsts, who is dried up and parched, barely able to speak as his tongue sticks in his mouth. Behold the man who thirsts. Having taken human flesh upon himself, the second person of the Trinity now needs to drink water in order to survive. If this God does not drink, he will die. The creator relies on an element of creation to make it from day to day. And you, for what do you thirst? For what does your flesh ache and groan? Probably not just a drink of water. It's much too ordinary. Perhaps you thirst for money or riches, power and influence, success, popularity, comfort, and security. Maybe you want more likes and approval, a higher respect, or a better salary. You, like Jesus, are thirsty. But you, unlike Jesus, are thirsty for self. So when Jesus thirsts, he thirsts for you. God has taken human flesh, flesh that hungers and thirsts, Flesh that needs sustenance. Flesh that can be beaten, abused, mocked, nailed to a cross, and hung until it thirsts in peril for its life. 
Behold the man who thirsts, the man who empties himself that you might be filled, the man who thirsts so that you can be satisfied, so that men might drink and never be thirsty again. Behold the man who thirsts as he dies, so that you might never die. Not like this, not the big death, not this death separated from God, not death and hell. Behold the man who thirsts in your place. In him your thirsts, your desires, your needs are quenched. Every thirst, in some sense, is primal, a hearkening back to the days in the Garden of Eden. And every thirst is also eschatological, looking forward to the river of life in the new creation, to the wedding feast without end. So your thirsts, even when they seem shallow and distorted, are really thirsts for this wellspring, the river that flows and waters the whole earth anew. Your thirst is good. It is a reminder of your creator's provision in that first garden. It is a harbinger of the refreshment to come. It is a call to remain in Jesus, for he alone offers water that will quench every thirst. So until then, as you wander in this wilderness between Eden and the new Eden, your thirst still teaches you. In the same way that hunger sharpens your desire for the bread of life, the body of Jesus, thirst also disciplines your taste buds to desire something more than water, wine, or temporary fulfillment. Until you can eternally satisfy your thirst with the water of life in heaven, there is a river from the Lord's own altar to soothe your parched throat. There is the blood of him who bled for you, who thirsted for your fulfillment, who died so that you might have life. From the chalice in the Holy Supper flows a river that gives you a foretaste of the eternal quenching, a stream to fulfill your deepest thirst. So behold the man who satisfies you with his blood for true drink. Behold the man who thirsted. Behold the man who bids you thirst no more. The man who was dried up with thirst so that you might be quenched with a water that flows to eternal life. Behold the man, God, who thirsts for your salvation. In the holy name of Jesus, amen.